Hi, I'm Ozzy Uma, and I'm always tuned in to my favorite radio station. Fresh. Fresh. Look what I brought for you.
Three minutes can pass 9am. Is your feel-good radio, Fresh 107.9 FM. Good morning to you. Uh, great to know you're there joining us uh, this Wednesday, the 23rd of March, 2022. First of all, I should apologise. I love you. Uh, you didn't get to listen to the programme Freshly Pressed this morning. Uh, if you had noticed, uh, we were uh, off the air for a couple of minutes at that period. Uh, we did have uh, to sort out some technical issues, but uh, that has since been sorted. Apologies you didn't get to listen to the programme, but I'm sure we'll be back tomorrow, God willing, at exactly 7. Welcome to Platform uh, this morning, uh, the second installment of the programme for the week. We do this from 10 to 11, remember? Wally Bakar is my name. Changes, that's the song that kicks out of things. Uh, American rapper... The late Tupac Shakur uh, with a song. Uh, that song uh, was originally recorded uh, while it was at Interscope. I think that was in 1992, thereabout. Uh, then uh, the uh, other version was later remixed in the year 1998. The song talks about a couple of issues at that time. War on drugs, treatment of black people, the police, racism, a couple of issues that they were dealing with in that environment at that time. Maybe uh, they've gotten the angle on some of those issues, but some of them are still there. Uh, at least that's a story they can tell. Uh, for us in this part of the world, a lot of the issues we were talking about many years ago are still with us. Some even say they might have gotten worse. Uh, maybe we'll get to talk about some of those issues this morning. I always say, I hope uh, it will get better eventually. This morning on the program, my guest is a politician, an entrepreneur by excellence, is a two-time member of the Federal House of Representatives, the governorship aspirant in Augusta, the chieftain of the People's Democratic Party. Joining me this morning is Honorable Ladi Pupa Adewutu. He's on the program this morning. Good morning, sir. Great to have you in the studio this morning. Should I say finally? Good morning. Thank you, Ali. Nice to be here. And thank you for having me. All right, sir. Well, let's get straight to business. The a lot of things we could, you know, talk about uh, this morning. But I'd um, like to start with, I know that uh, a couple of weeks ago um, was on platform. I can't remember whether it was on Wednesday or Monday. But I remember that I had the chairman of the uh, planning committee of uh, the recently uh, concluded uh, Ladia Debutu uh, Symposium. And at that time, we were talking about why power was the focus and um, she spoke about the issues and why, and um, some of the things that you are hoping to achieve with that symposium. Uh, many weeks down the line, we know what the situation is now with power. We at Fresh FM know particularly <laughs> what the situation is with power and what we have been having to face. And that's the same story for a lot of businesses, for a lot of households and all of that. Uh, what would you say has been the effect of that symposium that you had at that time? Uh, on And how can it help? in regards with the current bind, so to speak, that we are in as far as our power situation is concerned? Well, um, once again, I say thank you for having me. Um, I wouldn't like to say we are soothsayers, but definitely, if you exist in this environment, surely, it, it, it goes without saying that there's a thread that runs through everything we do. You cannot survive, you cannot do business, you cannot prosper without having constant, predictable power. That has failed this nation. From that symposium, we were able to gather 
that we have less than 20% of our required power necessity even compared to fellow countries in Africa, South Africa, for example, we have fallen far behind. And unless we actually take the bulls by the horn, we will continue to fail. This affects our business, this affects our planning, and without treating this problem holistically, this nation will continue to fail. Because we have not treated power as a general, central generation and transmission of electricity, you can see what it has done to the cost of diesel now. Because everybody now tries to generate the diesel independently, which is, of course, more ex expensive than a general generation. This generation of electricity individually is more expensive for the nation, is more expensive for the individual, and costs us trillions more. Mm. And this has cost this economy and pushed us backward. When we made those comments, it was as if we were predicting what would happen in a few weeks. And as you would see, shortly after that symposium, the grid crashed. Mm. And the grid crashed because we had failed to plan and we had failed to invest. And what did we say in that symposium? We simply said the time had come to add, allow private sector participation. The time had come to allow a system where we would move away from constricting laws that only confined operation of the power sector and confined it to the federal government alone. At least we know for certain that as the Constitution allows today, in my own opinion and in the interpretation of many, what we cannot do is distribute from state to state. And I hope one day, when I'm given the opportunity, we should be able to generate electricity in open state. We don't need to transmit to another state. We should be able to generate in open states. And distribute amongst and us. And distribute in open states. And we should be able to give the people in order. Songo, a central area for industry and commerce, 
that amount of energy they need. We know already that is a very, very intrinsic part of our industrialized portion of the nation today. Shagam, a similar hub, we should give them required energy. We know where these nodes are, and we should provide this energy. And from there, we will create an enabling environment that will prosper us and allow us to free other monies to do better things for our people. Uh, I'm sorry, sir. I, I know that um, because I remember the last time when the symposium uh, talked about local government autonomy and made some recommendations. Uh, we did uh, get some uh, far-reaching results uh, from uh, the federal government, and you know, at that time, uh, it was touted that it was some of those recommendations that led to the action of the federal government. Now, some of the recommendations that came from this latest symposium, uh, just as you also mentioned, uh, some of the issues we have or some of the um, the challenge we have in the power sector might be. Uh, might have to do with the laws that govern some of the operations in that area. You, you've been at the National Assembly. I'm sure you still have a lot of friends around there and, you know, other parts of uh, power. Uh, I, I, I would love to know, you know, whether there's been, whether you've had conversations with some of your colleagues as regards, you know, looking into some of these laws uh, in, uh, in the line of some of the recommendations that were made at that symposium. Well, I, I said to you, and this is something that has been debated for a long time. Mm. And I really believe that over time, it has been agreed that you can actually even take um, power from the national grid. And once you take power from the national grid, you can distribute locally. It has been agreed. If you can do that, there's no reason why you cannot generate power locally and distribute within your state. The essential component is you should not create interstate competition and be a competition to the federal government. So if that is not... If that break, if, if that limitation is not broken, I think Ogun states in particular, we we have um, the quantum, the quantity of requirements available to make it viable. If you you're talking about a state that is not capable to use up a large quantity of energy, I will not make it financially viable for investors. You might be a bit worried, but this is the future of Nigeria. As Lagos gets filled up, this is the gateway state. There will be a spillover from Lagos and we have the opportunity. This is the opportunity state. And we should take 
that chance. Take that great leap and take that advantage. Continue to expand and take that opportunity. Build these opportunities into great generating assets, distribute within the own state, encourage industries to come here, and then we'll have a great state. Well, because uh, for some, uh, the overall fight is for, you know, for us to have explicit laws that allow states, you know, generate and distribute and such that, you know, uh, states can then do uh, what they believe uh, they can and, um, as you say, maximize their potentials in that area. But, um, you know, we, we could go on and on as far as power generation and, uh, you know, our power situation is concerned. But uh, let's uh, talk about some of the issues in the polity at the moment. These are very interesting times, uh, just as it will be with any period ahead of the elections. Uh, I know that um, it is on record. In fact, I was uh, that um, just a couple of hours after the uh, prizes for uh, um, forms for various positions were announced, you were, uh, you, I think, you were the first to, to pick up uh, the form for. Uh, to express your interest to to want to be a government officer, when you look at some of the uh, the, the, the conversations that are going on at the moment, uh, wh- where would you say we are at as far as our politics or our governance is concerned? I- I'm speaking nationally first off before we um, you know uh, step down to Ogun State. Uh, before now, there had been some people that have and, and I've, I've heard you a couple of times also speak about the need to restructure, also speak about the need to decentralize and all of this. There had been some people that have said. Uh, if, we, if we don't do this, we shouldn't even be talking about the 2023 general elections. Uh, wh- wh- where is your position uh, as regards some of these conversations? My position as regards restructuring mm. is clear. We must restructure. If we don't restructure, we will have no nation to govern. We will not have a Nigeria to siding will all end up as refugees. So we must restructure. We must have fairness. We must have equity. And the only party that has done that successfully is the People's Democratic Party. It is not by coincidence or by accident Over time, when the People's Democratic Party was in government, the agitation for separatism was minimal because truly it was and it is a national party. It it is a party comprising of all Nigeria. And it is a fair party. When you have associations, congresses, associations that don't represent or truly represent Nigeria, what happens is they will only represent interests of a few a few people 
or a few associations. And where you don't have a, a holistic and fair representation of people, then the separatism and agitations will increase. Apologies to Bolton, sir. You know, while you might be right as regards you know, the clamor for separatism and you know, a lot of groups saying they want to break away and all of this, uh, would you agree that uh, before the current party, the APC, came into power, that you know, as a country, we had a big chance to have achieved a lot uh, as regards decentralization with the Good Luck Administration, uh, Good Luck Jonathan Administration, uh, when there was the national conference and all of that, and we didn't do it. So can you necessarily, you know, take the blame away from the PDP as well? Well, um, I want to point out one fact. The advent and the coming of the Good Luck Jonathan Administration in, in, in itself was the beauty the beauty of of the PDP bringing a very very minority clan by Yasa states for that matter good luck Jonathan belonged to a very very small clan in Bayesa, and he became president of Nigeria. If you, if you get my point there, okay. that means you could evolve from any part of Nigeria and still succeed. That was the part of restructuring that PDP stood for. If PDP could do that, it meant that anybody could succeed in Nigeria. That is my thinking. Yes, there was a lot that could have been done. And I believe, given time, we could have done, and we will still do more. It took America 200 years to get where they are today. 20 years, see where we are, we were, and I'm sure with time, as Nigeria will give us more time, steadily, we will move forward, and we continue to pass the baton forward, rather than give it to a Congress that will pass the baton and run backwards. When, when, you, when you say run backwards because you know at this time there's been a lot of you know you'd understand there'll be different opinions as to where we are at as a country although uh, you agree that on some issues uh, there's a generality of opinions but uh, when you say backwards uh, in, in what areas because because a lot of people have spoken about security a lot of people have spoken about uh, the economy but this government would be quick to talk about infrastructure. They'd say they've done a lot. Uh, they're also always quick to say that even when you talk about security, that if you, uh, I'm sure you must have heard a lot of things that have been said by the presidential spokespersons at a lot of times saying, well, if you ask some folks in um, uh, in Cobb or no state, if you ask some folks in Yobe, uh, their situation is better and all of that. So when you say backwards, what exactly? Wale, please, you yourself, you just mentioned security. 
You mentioned it yourself. Well, well they say it's been better in some places. Security. Wally, you see, it seems like the security situation is deliberately orchestrated. When they want hard men to pursue us, they ring a bell. When they want the herdsmen to go back, they turn down the bell. The herdsmen have gone back in now because elections are coming. After the elections, after the elections, they turn up the bell and herdsmen come out. Is that, is that theory based on what you've seen over time? or Have you heard of the herdsmen in recent times? They have gone back in. After the elections, they come out again. Well, hopefully they won't this time because it's it's a, it's, it's 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 a turning on of on and off of the bell. It's the body language of the leadership. See what we have today: a government that has been power for nearly eight years. You are still blaming the last government for power failure. What have you been doing for eight years? I don't like criticizing the failures of a failed government. I like to tell you what we are going to do, but you can't take your eyes away from this. You are talking about infrastructure. Instead of applying acumen and bringing an aligning private enterprise to be part of infrastructural development, which is the way to go now. That's what is done all over the world now. You don't borrow money to build bridges anymore. You bring in private enterprise to do it. We are still borrowing money to build rail, rail lines. We are still borrowing money to, to invest in railway. It's a cake. It's silly. But but what if it is getting the results? At least the, that, that is not getting results. That is not getting results. That was the pattern fifty years ago. You don't do that anymore. You don't do that anymore. What you do now? is you bring investors in to build it, operate, and transfer. So nobody leaves a debt for your children and grandchildren. But I believe because somebody wants maybe, maybe a percentage of the money borrowed, maybe it's a way. So it is interesting to borrow the money. It is a very sad way to go. 
Well, um, we're just you know we're just some months some months away from elections, some months away from primaries across various parties and all of that. Uh, I was on on Monday. I was having a conversation with uh, a young uh, politician about you know youth involvement in politics and you know women inclusion and all of that. We know what the situation is at the moment uh, with the women protesting against uh, the some of the uh, decisions taken by the lawmakers during the constitutional amendment uh, voting process. Uh, I know your party uh, at the time they were, uh, they were announcing prices of farms. I know that there were talks about um, uh, reductions for young people, uh, particularly. What's what's your opinion about you know youth inclusion and women inclusion in our politics? A lot of um, things have been said about it. Some of the challenges that young people and women have. Uh, what's your opinion about all of this? Well, first and foremost, I want to talk about women inclusion. Approximately 50% of mankind when born will be women. Approximately. So, I start from the position that the day you choose to exclude women from any arrangement, you have started your life by denying yourself 50% functionality. It's like you have chosen to walk around with and function with just one hand. You want to go into the boxing ring and fight a contest with just, just one, one hand. Wally, would you like to box with me with one hand? No, we don't even want to box with you at all. <laughs> <laughs> so, any nation that does not allow its women to walk as a failure. Those nations that have allowed their women to walk have succeeded most. that have even allowed and arranged maternity arrangements for them that have honored, respected the women. Those nations, check. Just Google, Google. You'll find that those nations have prospered more. And that is the truth. The facts are just there of research will show you. So, anytime we choose to keep our women under lock and key, either for religious reasons, cultural reasons, or for reasons of ignorance, we have chosen to fail. But not to lose sight of, you know, it talks about the young people as well, but speaking about the women more specifically, uh, what what do you say we do? Or what, what would be your prescription? You know, uh, there, there was a lot of clamor against uh, creating special seats in the assembly, for example, you know, for women. Many said uh, we're spending a lot of money running that legislature already uh, to then begin to create more seats. Uh, some have said instead of doing that, 
um, you know, just give them a much more level playing field. Let them be able to compete with the male folks the same way and all of that. But then you listen to the women, they talk about some of the challenges that they have in political parties, for example. They talk about nocturnal meetings. They talk about, you know, some, a lot of other issues. So what is your prescription around all of these issues? How do we get the women more involved? Sincerely, there has to be a mix. There has to be a mix. Because I, I, I pondered these things in my mind, even amongst men. The politics we do is a very expensive thing. It's nocturnal, it's expensive, it's physical. And it should be a very, very hard terrain for women. There's nothing wrong in creating special seats for women. Nothing wrong. At least for now, as a bridge to where we're going. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong. Maybe allow a certain percentage of the seats. Is that for women? As an interim thing. In some assemblies over time, all over the world, we've had situation where even there are reserved percentages of the assembly for the military or for special people with disabilities and all of that. Disabilities and so on. So there's nothing wrong allowing a certain percentage of the seats for women. That's my personal opinion. Oh, well, uh, I've been speaking with uh, the uh, two-time member of the Federal House of Representatives, uh, Governorship Aspirant in August State, Honorable Ladukukwadebutu, and we've been talking. Uh, quite a number of issues that have been generating reactions across the country. We'll take a pause. When we return, uh, we'll continue our conversation. Uh, we will focus our attention more on August State in a bit. Please don't go anywhere. That's why I lose my or I can't In love with my Toothpaste. It's like having your personal dentist at home. Strengthens teeth, fights teeth cavities, combats data buildup, whitens teeth, freshens breath, reduces plaque, and ensures healthy gum. Oracare Toothpaste. 12 hour dental protection system. Extra fresh gel. Protects from tooth decay. Oracare Toothpaste. What's my book? Oti Zebon, Oti Gawuni Fresh FM. Iwe tutu ayo bufo. Translation made easy. Lato won kowe, ambassador, adedoto to the adeni yi. Ebo buti Fresh FM Nigeria. You di kiko jade, lojoru Wednesday. Ojo ketale no go shuketata wanwe yi. Nikbogan David Ajiboye Hall. Ayifele Music House. Challenge Ibadan. Ago mejiyo sole to bere. Bugwe yi tenti sonwo we sile. Ojo ye gan, legba we yi. Bugwe yi ontawe atalagba ta weni lebadan. E yonu dasile le shi atile we. E ya keko, tofi me yon Kululu tati bo tati pe ati bobo lulu fe ambassador adedo tutu di adeni yi e bobo bobo yi pata lama le timbe o emperor doctor odlayin ka jwela yefele chairman fresh fm worldwide lulu bale juagba emagbagbe ago medio son ni bobo eto bere ama le tiyo
platform on Fresh 107.9 FM this Wednesday, the 23rd of March, 2022. Thank you for staying with us. I've been speaking with Honorable Adiku Kwadiwutu this morning on the program. Uh, we've uh, taken a lot of minutes to talk about um, uh, some of the situations uh, in the nation. We did speak about power. Uh, speak, spoke about restructuring. Uh, he did stress uh, the need for us to restructure uh, if we're going to have a prosperous nation. Of course, the issue of women inclusion uh, in politics. Let's... Uh, get down to talk about governance in Ogun State. Um, I know that you are aspiring to be governor. And uh, although this is, of course, I know campaign will start when it will or when it should. But you know, there are quite a number of conversations uh, that are already going on. But let, let's talk about the current situation. Uh, a couple of months ago, I know that uh, there had been some opinions about the current administration. Many have spoken about the pace at which work was going. Uh, some had questioned uh, some of the things that were uh, being done and all of that. But uh, there's been some responses from the administration as well. Uh, they have uh, also pointed out a couple of things that they've done and all. Uh, but when you look at all of these things that have happened in the three years of the current administration, how do you sum it up? Uh, you know, in your, well, I expect that you'd be very, you know, open about your, about your, your summation, and you know, not just about the times. <laughs> well, Bakari, I don't want you to be sanctioned or your radio station to be sanctioned because I would don't like this to be classified as a campaign. Um, exercise. Because. But the truth of the matter is that the APC has failed, that Paul Abiodun has failed. This has been the most fraudulent government we've had. This is the government where the Attorney General has resigned. Because the thieving and stealing has been so explicit. But but didn't the, he say? Didn't, sorry, sorry to button. Didn't he say he came in? He, he resigned for personal reasons because that was. I know that was an issue that came up, and he said, "Well, that wasn't the case." Mm-hmm. And when you say, sorry, when you make a statement, me, such excuse as, me. Sorry, sir. You you open the Pandora box, and you have to you have to stop me. Be, before I start giving details, <laughs> no, exactly you, because you, I was going you, to say. Are you aware? that we published in a national daily, mm. which they were not able to respond to, okay. all the local government allocations for months that disappeared. Are you aware of that? We published them and there has been no response. At the appropriate time, they have to give account of these monies. At the appropriate time. Don't let us turn this into a campaign um, episode. Because I, I so just want please to just be, be gentle. <laughs> I, I just want you us see, to be. Can you, can you, are you aware that the only place where you have seen these governments is federal government roads? Federal government roads. That is where you will see them dancing up and down. You will never see them on state roads where they should do something concrete. They will be dancing up and down federal government roads. And then they'll go go to Abuja and they'll be doing in and out, in and out, in and out. Well, eh? I, please. 
What are you doing with state roads? Nothing to stop. Please, Bakari, don't let us well, I, run foul of... Uh, let's stop. Well, it, it, for, for, for the Next sake of... Next question. For, just to say, sir, for, I, for the I sake of... I don't not, want to get into trouble. I, I, for, for the sake no, of not running for... Because I was going, no, no, no. I was just going to say that, uh-huh. you know, when uh, when you... I, I totally understand where you're coming from and I appreciate the fact that you also understand some of the uh, ethics. You understand. All, uh-huh. uh, but then, just to say that, you know, when, when you make a statement such as saying that a government has been the most fraudulent, I, I, I hope that uh, you're saying they, that They are allowed to take me to court for it to... They can take me to court. Because I'm not aware they of can any take, cases against them. They can them take me to court tomorrow. They can take me to court so that I have opportunity to defend myself. And then mm. we will start bringing out details mm. and details and details. Mm. You understand? So they are welcome to take me to court tomorrow. Well, well, and uh, then we can bring you as a witness as well. Well, <laughs> I probably would have nothing to say other than that I heard that you said. <laughs> yes, that you said, and I said. <laughs> well, but, but, um, because uh, you know, sometimes you know, some of these conversations, and you. Uh, and are you are you aware that on social media, that that there has been a lot, a lot that has been said disparagingly about the chief executive of this state that we have not had any response to. When you have so much damaging, damaging statements eh, about the chief executive of our state, and there has been no counter. But but a lot of times people say things. It brings odium to our state. It brings odium to our state. And there has been no release. Countering. Maybe they don't want to join issues with people. You know, sometimes people say things about you you don't respond to. I've heard people say things about me and I say, well... It is very sad. It is very disparaging. It's very sad. It is... It is... It is... It is a shame to people of our state that our chief executive is looked at at that level. But but we sure it's not that maybe those people have things against him mm, or yes things against him you know because just to be fair to mm. you know a fellow let, let him people. clear the air <laughs> let him clear the air well I, I don't even know some of these things you are saying uh, but, but I'm sure you have at your... the appropriate time we will know <laughs> well um, the uh, if, let, let's uh, talk about you know, youth in, we were talking about youth inclusion earlier and uh, it's, it's also critical One of the, the conversation I was talking about earlier uh, you know on Monday was youth inclusion in politics right here in Ogo State and you know when you speak to young people they're, they're quick to talk about how they're not necessarily interested even at the level of being a part of the electoral process the electioneering process rather uh, what, what do you say to young people uh, you know, um, that have these kind of opinions and uh, the need for them to change their uh, views as regards uh, participating or being a part of our politics? Well, um, I must be honest with you. The main, the main problem we have is that our young people, they are shell-shocked. They are shell-shocked. You know, 
when you batter somebody for too long, the person becomes tired. The person becomes despondent. Our people, young people, they're tired. I had an interview in Abuja, I think last week. I said I wanted to create an enabling environment. I wanted to create hope. The young people, they feel hopeless. They're hopeless. They feel hopeless. Most are not even registered voters anymore. They're not registered voters. Whereas, the key and way out of this problem is to be registered voters. The key and solution out of this problem is hard work. But the truth is, even when you work hard, And your income cannot sustain you. Tell me. Won't you get despondent? Your daily pay cannot sus sustain you anymore. That's why I said we have to go back to this problem of energy. We have to go back to the problem of energy. When we solve the problem of energy, then we can put everything else in perspective. Correct perspective. The cost of transportation to work has eroded the amount of salary you earn, has eroded the amount you buy your food, it has eroded everything. So whatever you earn cannot sustain you. So these children have given up. You go around any typical town now, you find these children marooding, marooding, marooding about. First and foremost, because their income, even when they can work, cannot sustain them. We're in trouble. But, you know, in, in the midst of all this hopelessness that you talk about, uh, what, how, how do we galvanize the youth to be a lot more interested in some of these things? Because you also talk about how critical it is to be a part of the electionarian process. A lot of times, uh, as you mentioned, so many young people are not even registered voters. The ones that are, uh, are not even interested in being a part of the elections. Good. Go and register. Let's get a government that we create work for you. A government 
that will solve this power problem and create work in agriculture. Mm. A government that will solve this power problem and find work for you in agriculture. In these two pillars, I believe we have a way forward. All right, I've been speaking with Honorable Article quite a bit this morning on the program. We've had some interesting conversations. Uh, the um, number to call this morning to talk to us in the next couple of minutes, because uh, we're almost getting to time to wrap things up this morning. The numbers to call are 0815-432-1079, 0815-432-1079, or 0818-111-1079. 1111 uh, That's an avenue for you to talk to us. So that's the avenue for you to talk to us uh, this uh, morning. Uh, and uh, of course, uh, Twitter at Fresh from Abelta is an avenue as well. We'll be glad to hear from you. Good morning to you. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Good morning, Tawale. Good morning, sir. This is welcome. So welcome. Make it quick, please. I'm a duty to the guest. Hello. Where with you? Where with you? I don't know government. So I know the. I don't know. Uh, we're struggling to hear you. Uh, you might have to try to call us again. But I was uh, hearing you say something about joining the program. I don't know. But zero eight one five four three two one zero seven nine zero eight one five four three two one zero seven nine zero eight one eight one 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 zero seven nine. That's an avenue for you to talk to us this morning. Uh, you can as well drop your contributions uh, via Twitter, and we'll be glad to hear from you. I hope the connection allows us to uh, get to talk to you a lot more. Well, um, just before we attempted to talk to uh, that caller, you were talking about the um, issue of agric, and um, that that's uh, something that uh, we we mouth. Okay, we'll get to that. Good morning. Please turn on the volume on your radio. Good morning, Wally. I'm fine, thank you. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Yeah, my name is your guest. What's your name? What's your name? What's your name? Hello? Yes, I can. I said, what's your name? Where are you calling us from? I don't know. Uh, Pierre's the connection is not the smoothest this morning, but keep trying. Hello, good morning. All right, 0815-432-1079. That's how you talk to us. Keep trying. So I, I was saying, a lot of times with mouth this talks of agriculture we talk about it so much but sometimes it appears uh we're not doing so much or even when when we're doing a lot or taking a lot of steps forward and then maybe many more backwards that's the opinion of some people and the the young people at the end of the day are also the ones that are be that that's supposed to be interested in agri but for some reason they're not for some reason they're interested in a lot of other things tech for example many have accused of of, of not um bringing tech into agri as well uh, saying maybe that's why the young people are also not interested in it. Well, Wally, um, do I look like a poor man? Well, I don't think so. I'm into agriculture. I've done this for 30 years and it's made my life a success. I started this as a young man. I started it as a young man. And I'm now middle-aged, and I'm in the success of it. A Greek is the way forward. It will 
it will open doors, it will create jobs, it will create lifelong jobs, and it will create health. Sorry, apologies, Mr. Boston. Good morning. Good morning, please. What's your name? Where are you calling? Well, okay, my name is Michael. My name is Michael. I'm coming from... All right, Michael. We're struggling to hear you, but you can just go ahead with your point. Michael, if you can hear us, if you can hear us, we're really struggling to hear you. I don't know why that is, whether it is a connection from this end, but uh, you'd do good to try to talk to us again. Apologies, Honorable. Please go on. What we need is a supportive government with supportive programs. Mm. When we have a youth base that is prepared to work, we must have a Good morning. Yes, hello. Yeah, good morning. Good morning. Yeah. What's your name? Ama- My name is Lukman Adenika. All right, Lukman. You're calling from where? Talk to us. Ijabode. All right, talk to us, Lukman. Yeah? Go ahead. Where with you? I talk- Am I on the program? Yes, you're on Fresh 107.9 FM. In Abokuta? Yes. Okay. Please, I want to make a contribution. Go ahead, go ahead. That's why we're talking to you. I don't know. Uh, Lookman uh, appears a bit out of sorts, but <laughs> if you get to talk to us again, uh, you're uh, on with us. Uh, we're glad to hear from you uh, this uh, morning. So, in, in your opinion, from what you're saying, uh, uh, government policies, uh, government readiness to support is what is needed. Yes. To... Once these young children... Or young people are prepared and organized and they're ready to do the work, we must arrange programs to enable them. Mm. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Yeah, good morning. I hope we get lucky with this one. What's your name, please? My name is Eldajide Adilogmo. All right, you're calling from Eldajide. I'm calling from Adilogmo. All right, talk to, us. talk to us quickly, please. That do for life. Good morning, sir. Good morning. I'm sure by now, um, the populists must have seen the qualities they are talking about in the governor. Calmness and facts of life. I am not uh, campaigning right now. I'm only mentioning that from the very few discussions that you have had with Lado, it's not Well, um, all right. Uh, thank you. We didn't get a uh, lot of what you said, but you know, what's talking about uh, some of these things. All right. Um, at Jalon22 on Twitter uh, says, I know Honorable Ladi invests in many youth of Ogun State via Agric. Kudos to him. Uh, Honorable Shegwani on Twitter says, Great eye opener for Honorable Ladi Adibutu today. I see hope for a new and greater Ogun State. Honorable, what's your plan on health, sports, and the education sector of the state? That's a lot of questions uh, you know, put together. Uh, 
you know, just as we've said, so that we don't turn this into a you know an avenue to begin to campaign. Uh, you know, well, he's talking about health, sports, and education. Um, do you look at these are very critical areas, of course. Do you look at these areas and believe there's more we need to do in them? Of course. Hello, good morning. What do we need to change in, in some of these areas? Well, um, for health, we have to make it multi-tiered. Multi-tiered. Mm. If you look at the United Kingdom, for example, what the United Kingdom has done is they have allowed a tier where you can pay very expensive fees, very expensive fees, and you can have the same consultant and pay very, very high fees. And that same consultant, you can see him maybe one month later at King's Cross Hospital. You can see him today, today for a very, very high fee. You get my point. Mm. We can see him today at £500 and see him at King Cross Hospital one month later at £5. You must arrange... Hello? No, hold on. Go on, go on. You must ar ar arrange a multi-tiered system. Mm. That way you use the expensive sectors... Subsidize, subsidize, subsidize for the poor for the poor system. Sorry, sir. Hello, good morning. Yes, good, yes, good morning. Yes, you are. Am I Please make it quick. Yes, you are. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hello, we're with you. Well, it just appears the connection is not the greatest this morning. But so, a multi tiered system. Now, if you observe what has happened. At the hospital in Shagam, the Obafemi, um, I think that's that's the name. UUTH? Yes. Uh, the you, Hospital. You will notice that the only parts of that hospital that are functioning are the ones that have gone into the private sector hands. The morgue, the x-ray section, and so on and so forth. They are only functioning because they are in the hands of the private sector. That is a replication of what happens in England. All these specialist areas should be left in private sector hands. If you leave them in private sector hands, you'll be surprised you'll have the best of the technologies we brought here. You hear me? Okay, and, then and the basic, basic health, then the government caters for that. That is the way to run health. All right. Well, because of our time, we could go on and on, uh, but um, I'm sure we'll get another chance at another time. I should say a very big thank you to you sir, for stopping by and talking to us this morning on the program. Thank you really for your time.